Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. You know the score. It's podcast time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new week here at the RGM Experience Podcast. If you don't know what you've tuned in for, well, I'll tell you. Uh, we are the RGM Experience Podcast, delving into the grassroots music industry, investigating what's going on down here, and reporting on it to you, the listeners, the people that love music, and join us each week to share a lovely conversation with somebody in the uh, in the industry. We've got some amazing boys for you today. Uh, yeah, warts and all, we delve into all different aspects of the music industry and share stories with you, our podcast listeners. How are you doing? You're all right? Yep, I'm Carl Maloney, the host of this shindig um, and owner of RGM Magazine. Yeah, loads of stuff coming up on rgm.press this week. Uh, and as always, if you do enjoy the podcast, but prefer to look at our faces while we t- speak, uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and see everything over there. Why not? Don't cost out. So what's been going on this week? We've just, uh, just passed Glastonbury, that's over and out. Um, a time of the year when people like to get all riled up and get annoyed by the headliners, don't they? It's quite funny. I had a lot of fun on the socials around that this week. I think it's had like hundreds of like comments and fucking likes and stuff on this. Uh, you know, people having to go at Arctic Monkeys because they were expecting them to be like they were 20 years ago. It's a bit daft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that was quite that was a bit of fun, you know. Quite enjoyable just to see everybody lose the shit because. Because <laughs> they weren't exactly how they were expecting. All from their armchair, all getting lovely and annoyed. Um, it's all a bit of fun, in it? You know. Yeah, I was on uh, Radio Alty as well, Radio Altrincham with Rod Maxwell, the host, this week as well, which was nice. And a right good chat about uh, you know everything that RGM's all about and our experiences of um, you know, being in and around the industry and how small this music industry is, tiny. Um, and the ripple effects of that, if you fall out with somebody, everybody knows about it. You know? Everybody kind of knows each other's business and all that kind of stuff, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. So that was an enjoyable hour uh, on the uh, on, on the show with Rod. You, you can listen to that. I'll put a link in the description of the podcast if you want to have a little listen to that, because that was nice. Other than that, just been grafting, you know, getting the day job out of the way. I've ordered a new desk uh, for, for like work and RGM stuff. It's one of those uh, electrical ones that goes higher so it can stand up and that. <laughs> uh, it's not earth shattering news. I'll, I, you know, I don't blame you for being like saying, what the fuck is he telling me that for? Uh, that's fair enough, fair comment there. It just come out of my lips. I'm not very listed out like that to tell you about it. But I'll report back if it's any good. <laughs> <laughs> Slow news week, I suppose. 
Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great show with you. And these lads that we've got on today, a very enjoyable conversation with the Mercians coming your way. Yeah, Matt and Joe joined us uh, for a great chat about, you know, just getting to know the boys. I, I was out and having a fag at the Tom Megan gig. Uh, and I saw them outside there. They just looked like a lot of fun. I actually missed them because they were the main support that night. But uh, I got seem to just, you know, click with these lads and they just seem like lovely blokes. So I wanted to have a chat with them and get them on the podcast. So that's coming up very soon. On Within the description of the podcast, it's, there's a link tree to all things Mercian. So get involved with that. And I was just noticing on the socials as well. We didn't talk about this because it wasn't announced when we recorded it. But they launched a Kickstarter campaign to record their debut album. So I've added a link to the Kickstarter as well. Which is, you know, uh, the, the band are just going for it. And I support them all the way. So I want to introduce you to the band. Help you, you know, if you don't know who they are at all. Let's find out about them, eh? So Matt and Joe joined us from the band today. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, without me banging on about fucking desks that go up and down, <laughs> I'm going to move on and crack on with a new podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Joe from the Messians, take it away. How are you doing, mate? All good. Thanks for having us, mate. Oh, Appreciate you're, ve- it. you're very, very welcome, lads. You're very, very welcome. It's always nice to have some new fresh faces uh, on the podcast. And, for sure. And and I keep I keep seeing your lads' name all over the place. The Mercians all over the place. Um, when I do start seeing a band's name all over the place, I want to have a chat with them because I want to because I'm a bit of a nosy bastard. You know, <laughs> I just want to know what's going on. Um, so, hey, uh, you must be doing something right. You must be doing something right. Well, yeah, I, well, I think so. You, you, you seem to be grafting. You, you tell me what, what, what do you feel like you're doing well at the minute? Absolutely, mate. We're uh, we're non-stop at the minute. We're uh, we're actually having a little writing session at the minute, but um, we've uh, we've sort of put that on hold to chat to you, mate. But yeah, man, we're we are flat out at the minute, um, melting like you said. It's yeah. red hot in here as well, but Sorry. yeah, loads loads going on at the minute. Lots of lots of news, lots of planning, prepping, writing. It's exciting stuff. It is. We've got lots of exciting stuff on the way. But like I say, it's a it's a graft and a half. But <laughs> you got to put the graft in for what you want, don't you? Yeah, of course you have, mate. Of course you have. You, in, in, particularly in the music industry, it's the hardest industry in the world. You can't. You're never going to get out and to you are you in this industry. Not at all. Not at all. So you, are you so you're you're a Leicester band then, aren't you? We are indeed. Yes, okay. we are. We're a okay. band, Leicester band. What What's the scene like in Leicester at the minute? You know what? <laughs> We're saying where it's been. Obviously, like off the back of like Sabian, Bastonbury headliners and stuff. Yeah. It's um, it's not. It's not as good as it's been, but I think recently there's some really, really good stuff coming out of Leicester. Um, oh, yeah, apart from the football, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's lots, lots of good bands coming up through Leicester, and we've started sort of networking with them a little bit. And it's, uh, I think it's really promising. The next few years, I think you'll, you'll, you'll be surprised. There'll be some, there'll be some Leicester bands on on the scene at the top. I think. Well, the last Leicester lad I had on were Tommy Cobbler. Tommy Cobbley, yeah, yeah, I know the Tommy name. Cobbley, I know the yeah, name. Yeah, and he, he, he's a he's an interesting creative chap, and, and I think he said something similar. It's uh, there's not as much going on about at the minute, but 
you know, when when you delve into things a little bit, there, there's always something going on. There's always something happening, isn't there, somewhere? Yeah, there? for sure, for sure. Leicester loves his music. That that will always be the case, whether there's mm. new bands or not. The people of Leicester will always, always, you know, love their football and love their music. So mm. we're we're just happy to be part of that. And um, if it means one day we can get a show at King Power or something, you know, we'll um, we'll happily take it. We're we're very very proud to to come from Leicester. So that's the aim then, the football stadium. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be in it. It's got to be amongst the other things, Glastonbury and all them lot. But you know, playing playing your your towns your towns football club, it's yeah. uh, that's 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 when you know you've made it. So yeah, okay. So let's let's go back a little bit then. So how did you two individually? How did you? Um, how did you? What was what was being little like for you guys? How did you all come together and know that music was a thing for you guys individually? Well, for me, to be fair, I've always, always, always sang, um, always loved singing, yeah. but I've never really like expressed that or told anyone. I only actually like really started to to do it properly in 2020. I was around my missus's and I got very, very drunk on Christmas and they're a bit yeah. of a musical family. We're having a bit of a jam and I think they were playing an Oasis track and I'd had a bottle of red wine. So I got a little bit confident and started singing and uh, her auntie, who's very, very musical, she she like stopped everyone and was like, I can hear a voice that is better than what we normally get around here. Um, and then, yeah, she dragged me to vocal coach lessons the next day. So yeah, I've only been doing this for like three years now. Um, we've been a band for what, 18 months, something like that. We've only, only been launched a year and a bit, but yeah, yeah, for me, music growing up, my dad got me into like Bob Marley in the seventies, eighties, that kind of stuff. So I was born in the wrong, wrong era for music, but yeah. And then, found the lads found this love for indie music and you know the rest is the rest was history for me but yeah very new beginnings for me to be honest yeah. what about you it's been good. i mean so i've always been to kind of wanting to play music since a young yeah. age yeah. about i remember about my story was i think i was about eight years old i remember packing a christmas tree down and uh just seeing an old classical acoustic on the sofa downstairs and just instantly loving it and i remember the next the next christmas i uh I got an electric, a little electric guitar with a little, yeah. like a built-in speaker, so you flick a switch and it's like <laughs> amplified already. It was the best nice. thing I ever had. It's like flames coming off and everything. It was, <laughs> that was amazing. But my family's always been into music. My dad's my dad's a rocker himself, being into like status quo and ACDC. He's, oh. he's always loved music. So watching bands from a young age, I mean, just kind of, you know when you want to do something, you know when you want to accomplish something, and you yeah. try and do everything you can to actually get there. Yeah, so... But, so there's always been instruments around then i suppose a little bit yeah yeah not weird like weird instruments or harmonicas three string cigar boxes <laughs> like a couple of trumpets lying that lying around so it's, it's a weird one but yeah i've always i've always had that around me so it's kind of what you grow up is what you want to do isn't it yeah yeah but it does change though uh as you as you grow up and you know change because i i when I first started into music, I, I was in a brass band, what else prize band in Sheffield. And I kind of got to like 15, 16 and I didn't want to play a tenor horn anymore. It just weren't cool enough. I wanted to play, <laughs> I wanted to play that fucking guitar over there. Uh, yeah, too Over that kind of stuff. So your musical, your, your musical, like what these instruments you see around the, the house uh, can influence you a little bit, but you, you, your mind can change a little bit. You never know. You might be on a harpsichord one day. <laughs> you never know never say never <laughs> never say never so how did you all like meet each other in that then were you friends at school or were you um no so there's there's a few different paths through the school so um i i me and the the drummer who's actually charlie's just just left the band actually so um yeah. we're actually auditioning for a new drummer at the minute but charlie and i um came together when i put a, i put a couple of singles out like a, well a couple of like 
um, covers on Facebook when I finally started singing and showing people. And he messaged me and was like, mate, I've been in bands my life. We've got to do something. So we were like, I, was, I wasn't against the idea. I hadn't really thought about being in a band, but um, went over to his, had like a little jam. And then we realised, oh, you know what? This this could be something here. This is this yeah. is quite good. And this was with some other lads that, that that were sort of playing with us at the time. And then we went through five, six, seven lads that played the guitar and whatnot. And you know whether it was their decision or our decision, things weren't quite working. And then um, Charlie and I sort of decided, you know, we really want to go for this. We need to find some lads that are that are you know super talented. And then somehow managed to stumble across these lot, and they just happened to be some of the best musicians we we've ever sort of worked with. And, now all of a sudden I'm super like privileged to be playing with these lot. I mean, like you said, like he said, he's been playing since he was like eight yeah. years old and he's absolutely wicked on the guitar. Um, but what? yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird story, isn't it? Yeah. It was like just. I, mean, I, I, I knew the other guitarist from college, and I don't know how he found you guys. To be honest, I think we found Owen, who's our our, our rhythm guitarist, our other guitarist. We found Owen, and then it was like we need another guitarist, yeah. and he was like, "Well, I yeah. went to college with someone," and then he pointed us in the direction of Joe. Charlie knew Harry the bassist from from school, I think. And it was just like, it was like, do you want to come and have a jam? And then we had a jam. We all looked at each other like, oh, this is actually, this is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was quite a lucky find. It wasn't like, like planned about who he was going to pick. It was just like, I know a guy. Oh, I know a guy as well. Oh, pick this guy. Oh, fucking magic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just turned out that everybody was as driven as the next man. And, yeah. you know, like I said, a year later, we've done what we've done. So, What covers were you doing online then? Anything you oh, uh, I covered. I I posted Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. That was, uh, I was on SoundCloud and I did a Lewis Capaldi one. I did Bruises by Lewis Capaldi. And at the time I was like a ballad singer. Like um, once I went to my vocal coach and I figured out the songs I liked to sing, it was all ballads and stuff. And that was why when Charlie called me like, do you want to be in a band or do you want to try and be in a band? I was a bit like, it's never really, never really crossed my mind, but there's something about playing like an indie rock song with like driven guitars. Like once you do it once, it's just like nothing else will ever compare and that was yeah. it for me i was like this is this is what i want to do so uh, and uh, has the band been uh, or had any different origins before the mercians has it has it been called anything different <laughs> yeah so we were called i we were called idle sons at the start it was myself e- charlie everybody has a shit name everybody's a shit name uh, if, if you don't have a shit name you're lying, you're lying to people everybody's had a shit name so um yeah, we when when we um, when we got together, it was a bit like right, okay. I think we need a bit of a rebrand. How can we, you know, build something that means something? And that was where yeah. the Mercians came from, yeah. um, which I think we think is a, is a, is no, a, it's, a it's, good name. It's, it's a good brand. Solid. Yeah, yeah it's it's a solid brand. Brand. better than Idle Sons anyway. Put it that way. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do like the name. I do like the name. Uh, with, with so like you mentioned there earlier that you all kind of like found each other and it like it it kind of worked when you started rehearsing. I, I'm always fascinated by how that comes around because a lot of bands like just do a throwaway comment about how they all got together and it, 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 it's really similar bands have a really similar uh a lot of different bands have a, a really similar path with that where you know somebody just turns up you know somebody who's over there you know somebody over there they all get together and it kind of just <laughs> kind of just happens and i know you've you know you've got a new drummer coming but you know it's it it's there's no real secret to it. it it's it's kind of luck. Bands are formed uh, very, very, yeah. very like strange and just haphazard sometimes, aren't they? I don't know what I'm really trying to say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's um, it's never an easy process. I mean, even getting a new drummer now, it's like it's yeah. a bit of a headache. You know, you've got to yeah. find the right one, and you know, we're looking to take this sort of like 
really really serious september onwards not that we're not taking it serious now but september yeah. onwards you know we're all sort of planning on packing in the day jobs and going for it full time so yeah. we've not only got to find someone that you know can uplift us in the studio and and like sort of play with us on stage but we have to like they have to be bearable to live with and stuff because you know yeah. the relationships build so it's difficult it is really difficult like you said i think nine times out of ten it's a bit luck of the draw well you can find an amazing drummer because uh, i know the search is on but it just might not be the right person. It's so hard. I, when I were in bands, we had about seven drummers through the years. It was just, just always, and, and drummers are a different type of breed as well, aren't they? You know, um, <laughs> they are. So how do you go about finding a new drummer? There might be somebody watching this that can contact you, you know, that, that's up for yeah, you. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if you are a drummer and you're looking to join a band, you know, by the time this goes out, whether we'll have one or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. hey, our messages, yeah. messages are always, always open, but it's difficult, man. It's not like, it's not like buying a car. You can't just go on Facebook Marketplace yeah. and find a drummer, you know what I mean? So it comes down to connections that the lads have. I mean, I'm kind of new to the music scene, but some of the lads in the band have, have been in the music scene for years and they know people that, you know, play instruments. And yeah. whether it's like we find a metal drummer and we have to kind of mould them into yeah. the indie style, which is what we've done yeah. with ourselves, really, moulding yeah. ourselves into the style we're playing. But, yeah, it's difficult. It's hearsay. It's putting a post up and seeing what comes. You know, we've had, we've had good interest, to be fair. I think we're yeah. privileged at the minute where, this is a project that people can see, you know, growth in and see a, see a future. So people are excited and they want to be a part of it, but it's not been, it's not nice, you know, to lose a member. It's like, it's like yeah. losing, losing your missus. You spend so much time with them. It's, uh, it, you know, it took, it took a big chunk out of us to be yeah. honest. And it's took a while to get over. And um, I, I don't think it's ever just going to be like, Oh yeah. It's always going to be a memory that you sort of cherish. So, but we achieved loads together, man. And, it, you know, going on yeah. tour with Tom Meehan, which I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. that was Charlie's, childhood dream so as much as it's a heartbreak i'm really glad that you know he got the opportunity to tour with his icon you know what i mean so there's greener pastures everywhere really you could always poach one as well you know there might be a great band in leicester that's just coming up that you can say oh i, want yeah, I, bet, I was oh. thinking that i was going to message the last <laughs> the other day but i don't think, <laughs> I don't think they downgrade so there's an obvious ambition with the band particularly like you said you know from september look i'll speak from september onwards you know, you're thinking of packing the, the jobs in then. So how, how are you gonna how are you gonna fund being in a band if you're not working? It's, uh, worry, worry it's, about something, it later. it's something we've been working on. It's something we've been working on for, for a year now. It's, yeah, it's yeah. always been the plan since we started, hasn't it? Yeah, it's um, kind of a yeah. sort of work towards the big project kind of thing. Yeah, we don't want to give too much away. We don't wanna sort mm. of like we're also one to not speak too early in case something fails and then you fall on your ass and look like a tit. So it's <laughs> kinda of like we have yeah. a plan and you know, there is a whole business case and stuff that hopefully we'll be able to survive without without jobs. It's scary, oh, nice. but yeah. we've got to go for it. Man. Yeah. I think we're at the point now where you know it's like it's either now or never. If you don't go for it, you'll never you'll never sort of forgive yourself. So the how and that is still kind of it's being mm-hmm. being processed. But we'll get we'll, we'll figure it out, man. That's the one thing we do as Americans. It's like we're kind of winning in it but we have strategy to everything and it's like you know everything is calculated it might just not feel it at the time but sometimes it works yeah it's worked so far (laughs) look what we've done in a year it's it's everything we've tried to do so far has paid off so we'll we'll keep that lucky streak going it's it's a it's definitely a brave thing to do and it's something that you've got to do at some point being in a band you know um i've known loads of bands that have uh, that have that have risked it and it's worked for them uh i know some that where it hasn't you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, you've got to, you've just got to do it. To if, if it's some, if it's going to be a career and it's something you really want to do, you've got to do it at some time. So I suppose the quicker you do yeah. it, the 
the the the better chance you've got of being able to work it out really and you know seeing what does work and what don't work that's it carl like we um we kind of it's just like you said it's now or never i'm i'm like 25 now so it's like i can't wait forever sort of thing you know joe's a little baby joe's still 20 but i've like i've worked <laughs> since i was i've worked since i was 16 17 yeah. it feels like, I, like i've always said to everybody like i don't think there ever is a right time to do it it just has to feel right and i think with the year we've just had yeah and yeah. the projects we've got coming up it feels like the right time let's just give it a go well you're not old at 25 mate so don't worry about that don't wish your life away don't wish your life away <laughs> <laughs> so 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 the band got together then you started jamming you thought oh there's a bit of a vibe going on here um how did the sound of the band develop how how did you what kind of arguments have you had as ba- as, as band members to for the direction of the band that's a more interesting there's been a fair few arguments yeah tell me, arguments. tell me all about them yeah there's, there's loads mate i think well harry harry's the basis he's yeah. he's just a chili head yeah. like, and i love the chilies as well but i've never seen anyone love the chili peppers yeah. so much so he's aspiring to be like uh, a b-tech flea kind of thing yeah. like okay. having play simple and he would just go off on a mad one so yeah i don't think we'll ever get away from really really complicated bass licks so we've had to okay. sort of just mold the sound around that but yeah. to be honest like we've only been going for what a year and a half now um we've only really launched for like 15 months something like that on social media and stuff i would say we're still very sort of early doors we're still finding our sound um we've recently sort of partnered up with sugar house studios in in liverpool um, who did like all of Viola Beach's stuff and they're doing Corella's stuff now and stuff. So we've got a really, really, really top-notch producer and we come in with all of the ideas and they're starting to channel our ideas into what I would say is turning into yeah, our sound. It's definitely, it's definitely nurturing it. Yeah, oh. I, I don't mind the, our, our, our latest track. That was the first rendition of what we've done with Sugar House. Uh, and the next track we've got coming out, which is called Polaroid, which is the first time anyone will have ever heard that. No one knows the, 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 the title for that song, but it's called Polaroid. That's coming out in July. That's very much like I Don't Mind. And I think when you listen to those two tracks, you'll start to see, okay, I understand where the sound is going. But for the five or six songs we released before that, um, really good producer as well. His name's Josh Izzard. He did loads of work for us and we wouldn't be here without Josh. Um, But at that point, it was like we were just throwing almost different genres at him. And like, if you listen to our first four or five songs, they're like almost totally different from each other. Um, And they're all great and we love them and the fans love them. But we decided it's time now. We've got the brand. We've got like the the look and stuff is now solidified. We need the, the tunes to follow. So you'll start to hear it. This the rest of this year, I think the Mercian sound is going to start to it's going to start to come through for sure. Nice. Well, tell us something about each. Maybe start with the people that aren't here. Tell us something uh, surprising about each band member that you think we (gasps) might not know. We wouldn't know. (laughs) This is it's a a bastard. You know, in the bit of that show, take me out. It's like the power is in your (laughs) hands. You've got to know some stuff about Owen. Yeah, I've got to be careful. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. I've got all day, mate. <laughs> on the I know. This is... What can I say, though? I think Harry. I've got one about Harry. Go on. Um, so Harry works like a zero hour at Tesco, and he is very, very much against working. The boy does not work <laughs> yeah. very often. Yeah. He's not got many outgoings, so he doesn't think he needs anything incoming money-wise, so he doesn't do much. But the one thing he has started to do is Spider-Man party. <laughs> bought himself like a okay. movie-like Spider-Man costume. 
and he goes out and it, he gets paid to be Spider-Man and I think yeah, that's wild. It's, it's, it's definitely <laughs> something, man. It's the most Harry thing ever but <laughs> our bassist dresses up as Spider-Man on the weekends and goes out and gets paid for it. That actually does happen. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> genuine as well. That's why I love this it question. It sounds crazy. So it's all downhill from here then? What other, what, tell us about yeah, that. Like, granted, if anybody ever asked us to play a Halloween show, we just need four more outfits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'd give you about Harry. I'm still trying to think about Owen, to be fair. I've got so much just, dirt on Owen. What about Matt? What about Matt Joe before? Let's start on him first. Let's start with let, you, you two. Tell us about each other, then we'll come to him. What would I say about you? What would I say about you? You know, I'm going to say something nice about Matt. You look oh, yeah. at Matt and you think, oh, he looks like a bit of an egotistical kind of... That's me. But he's a, he's a downsworth. He's he's amazing with his music. He knows what he wants. And if, if when he's got a vision in his head, in his head he'll, he'll go for it and... Kind of, he, won't, he won't stop at any... He won't, he won't, and no ideas will stop him, basically. He'll no. just... He'll go for it when he's got an idea in his head. He's really good like that. Thank yeah. you, mate. Oh, I'm getting yeah. me emotional now. It don't have to be a bad <laughs> thing. It can be a good thing. It don't, everybody always like always <laughs> tends to go for the... To try to, yeah, trying to think yeah. of a good thing. Go on, then. Because the bad thing is worse to say. Yeah, and then got to be careful <laughs> the bad stuff that we say online. you got to be careful nowadays. Fair dues, fair And then what, um, what would you say about Joe, then? I mean, I can't slate him now, can I? He says <laughs> yeah. something nice around him. So, honestly, like, the last couple of years, I've started going out to music, and I'm, I'm, I'm like a... I'm, I'm, I like watch the trade. Like no matter what I'm doing, I'm very much. I want to see what everybody else is doing. So I, I've got like a, I've got a little Twitter account that's not got a name and stuff that no one will find. And I just watch other bands and I want to see what magazines are doing. So I know everyone that's been on RGM. I know everyone that's been on this. Blah blah blah. Oh, nice. So I, I'm a studier of like the game. I like to know what's going on in the industry. And I've been to so many shows now, and we've also played with some of the most like prolific up and coming art- artists in the country recently. Yeah. And I've not seen a guitarist like him. And I think people are going to start to realise that coming coming oh. over the next couple of years. He's wicked on the guitar. Like, it's it's, yes, it's insane. So that would be what I'd say about Joe. And people will start to understand that. You've got to come and see it live as well, because it's not just the playing, it's like the performance. But yeah, for 20 years old, it's scary, man. So, he's, uh, he's a scary guy on the guitar. How big's your, your pedal board? Uh, you, so, I've, I've actually... Oh, it's in the van. Uh, it's mediocre. It's about... That big, but okay. I'm upgrading. I'm upgrading. <laughs> you are. The one thing the mercy, the one thing the mercy haven't got is money. Between the five yeah. of us, is money. We're all broke. So, okay. like, I, I watched the K's and stuff, and Ryan from the K's, I mean, one of my favourite bands at the minute, the K's. Ryan yeah. from the K's has like two yeah. stacked amps with a pedal board that's like I the watched, size of I watched, a bus. I watched that earlier on today. He put he put a a, a rundown of his uh, his gear, didn't he? It's insane. He, he did it earlier today. It, I, I it's insane. That, yeah. and he's, then got, he's got these black. He's got these square yeah, things insane. on each side. He was just saying stuff, and I was like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds impressive. Yeah, yeah. Even I'm like, I'm like eh. <laughs> that's <laughs> like again. I'll see something like that, and I'll message Joe and be like, Yeah. Like, bro, come on, we can up it. And he'll just go, I've got no money. I don't know how you expect me to do this. So we, we go with what we've got at the minute. So if any, uh, if any, if any companies want to sponsor us, the Mercians, we're, uh, yeah, we're very much unsponsored at the minute. So. We'll take anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything. And just before we move on then, have you got a story about the other one there? Which one was it that we've not shared something um, oh, surprising Owen. about? Owen, yeah, I was Owen, Owen. Yeah. yeah. I think, to be fair, you'll see it go on his Twitter, but Owen... <laughs> 
Owen is a very, very proud metalhead. And oh, right. when I was like forming the band, when I was forming, like when I was like trying to see who I was, Joe was like very clearly an indie guitarist. So it was like straight in. Harry, funky bass lines. Okay. I'm into that because I'm into like my 70s and 80s yeah. sound. But Owen was like really good guitarist and he's got a, the prettiest face. Like he's a really good looking lad. And it was like, there's that. But then he's massively into his Slipknot and his Metallica and all that stuff. And when he played, the, the guitar strap was like down by his hip. Yeah. And he was like playing like power chords and stuff. So it took a little while and I've slowly molded him yeah. into this little indie. And now he's just like a, yeah, he's an absolute killer. And he, and he loves his indie music. Now he won't stop playing 1975. Now it's all 1975 <laughs> and nothing but thieves. So the rock stuff through nothing but thieves is still there, yeah. but I've molded him. But yeah, if you want to have a laugh, just go and have a look at all the pictures of Owen being an emo when he was 16. It's so funny. I'll, I'll be checking it out. So, you know, before the Tom Megan tour then, how were you? chugging along before that uh, just talk us through what we're what you what you were doing before you got that opportunity <sighs> to be fair it's been non-stop in it like, yeah. we launched march yeah. what march 22 march last year we launched um we'd probably been building like behind the scenes for a couple of months like building the brand and whatnot what we're going to go for as soon as we launched we played like a headline show with the firebug in leicester which was like a hundred cap and it was like let's trick the industry by thinking we're really successful and selling out a show. But it was like, yeah. get your nan, get your granddad, yeah, yeah. get your aunt, your uncle, the dog, get everybody there. So we sold out this firebook show, um, played that. And then I think the Skinner brothers got in touch yeah. we sold it out yeah. and they asked us to play with them. And obviously there's loads of heat on the Skinner brothers at the minute with social yeah. media and stuff, but they, they were really nice to us. They comment, they, they contacted us and said, do you want to support us? So we supported the Skinner brothers and really enjoyed that. And then, it was growing so fast that we were really ambitious and we said, let's play the O2 Academy in Leicester. Let's try and get a yeah. slot at the O2 Academy too. So it's a smaller room. It's like 450 cap. Let's do that in August. And we'll literally build the first four or five months of being a band all around this big, this big, like, like nothing. What was it? Not a dream. Not, not a dream gig yeah. or whatever. Not just a dream, uh, dream gig. Yeah. So we did that and it got to like a week before and we'd sold like 150 yeah, of the 450 tickets. And it was a bit like, oh no, because we, we had like a photographer come in, a video crew. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, let's fine. do it. No one's going to expect it. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks before it sold out, just like that, like wow. the hype must have grown to a point where people were like, I want to see these. And yeah. it sold out. And we, we had the most surreal gig at the O2 Academy. Um, like we played really well. The crowd we're all in Mercian's t-shirt. I know, yeah. yeah. We only so, had what? Dream Cellar. Cellar. We, had, we had another... Uh, yeah, we had two tracks. Out. We had two tracks out at the time and everyone was singing the words back to us and that was our moment of like, oh my God, this is... Yeah, it was a call maybe a lot. Yeah, but this was like, what, four or five months into actually being a band and we sold yeah. out an O2 Academy. So obviously <laughs> that ruffles a few feathers in, in like the promoter scene. So Nick from the O2 said that, you know, if anybody comes along that needs a support, I'll put your name forward. Yeah. And obviously Tom Meehan came through... Nice. Um, uh came back from the dead like we like we like we always talked to him about it and came back from the dead and it was like this massive massive tour that he was going on and everyone was so excited and nick emailed us and asked would you like to support tom Meehan? and with charlie being like the biggest kasabian fan yeah. ever i mean we're all 20 year old yeah. lads like everybody knows kasabian if you've played fifa you know kasabian yeah. if you're from leicester you know kasabian yeah. so it was like is this really happening and that was the first taste of like a-list star um, that we'd ever ever experienced and we got asked to go and play and we did and it was the main room and it was the second night that he played Leicester 
so it wasn't full but i think there was about a thousand people there and we do we did what we do best and we just yeah. went out and it was just pure energy and like i think we, we played really well and somehow tom's team tom's manager just like fell in love with what they saw and a couple of months later or a couple of weeks later maybe i don't know my manager called me and was like are you sitting down and yeah. it was like why and he goes we've been asked to play the whole time in tour so it's been a roller coaster like non-stop there hasn't been yeah. a break there's, there's genuinely not there's genuinely not but yeah just before we get uh, onto, just before no just before we get onto the tom tour you mentioned the skinner brothers why what's what's why why are they given why is a lot of heat about them at the minute do you think well, Zach from Skinner, he's just, he he's, loves he's a character. He loves anarchy, man. He loves to ruffle people up. Um, and he, I think he tweeted something about Louis Tomlinson. Yeah, I think yeah. he, because he was putting hate on one of the supporting artists. Yeah, because Louis Tomlinson, like, unbelievable. It's amazing that someone his size does it actually, but he'll take like smaller bands yeah. that, you know, people haven't heard of and put them on his tour. And like, we're talking like a One Direction member, like one of the, well, if not the biggest boy band ever. Yeah. Um, and he'll take people and put them on the tour. So, like, there was this whole hype around it. And Zach being Zach was like, I don't like it. So he tweeted about it. Um, and it just, like, he, he got, it, like it, yeah, it got so much hate. I mean, the, I, the, I, I did know the answer did, to the question because uh, because uh, I've had him on the podcast before and I, I, I felt like I got on, got on with him well. And I felt like I, 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 under, I, I got to understand where he comes from. A little bit more, but he recently put a copyright claim on RGM's YouTube channel that I'm not quite happy about. I did see that. I saw <clears> you. I saw you tweet. Yeah, that. I, I, I've had a go. At him. I've emailed him to ask him to just take it down and just like chill out because it's no to do with his copyright. I've, it's, it's just like oh, a it's chat your like video, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so. is it not your video? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, so it's, like, he's, 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 he's blocking everybody and he's trying to take stuff down. That I don't know why he's even taking that interview down because we just had a good chat. It was just a nice chat. Um, yeah, I, it, I, 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 like I said, like we said, he's a character. Yeah. Um, I mean, the times we spoke to him, like you said, we kind of got on with him. But yeah. you know, look, we're we're not here to ruffle people's feathers, man. Like as much as we're not anyone to sort of bend over for anybody, like yeah. we'll, we'll say what we need to say when we need to say it. But I mean, we we love Louis Tomlinson, man. What he does for for bands yeah. and stuff. So if anybody goes stuff like that, we'll 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 shed our ten pence on it. And we know a few bands that got really, really popular out of it, like Small Talk. They blew up on Twitter for sticking up for Louis. And we we actually pulled in quite a lot of the Louis yeah. Tomlinson fans. And to be honest, they've been like our core fan base for the last few months. They are yes, unbelievable people. I, I had Andrew uh, I had Andrew Cushing on a few weeks back, who was touring with Louis yeah, Tomlinson he, in he, America. He's touring and, with and, him. and you just you, they do appear from nowhere these Louis Tomlinson fans. And God bless you, you know, there's thousands of people listen to that episode of the podcast. So it must have been quite, yeah, must have been honestly, those fans. Support, if you're still, support, and if you're still around. And uh, Louis Tomlinson's fans get involved with Mercians and all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they know they know who we are. They, we, we love them just as yeah. much as they love us. But yeah, man, the 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 one D fans they are savage, and I would like. I dare you to say something bad about any of them. It is funny all that. Like, I, I, I am quite entertained by all of that. Just just like just yeah, being online quite man. a lot and just seeing it all. It's it's quite funny, isn't it? You know, we we're, we're that band that just like crack open a bag of popcorn and watch it all unfold. It's just yeah. fun, isn't it? It's like at the end of the day, it's music. You know, people have yeah. their opinions and stuff. Um, and you know, everything in music is preference. So you know, if you feel the way you feel, say it. But yeah, quite the the, the copyright thing. That's weird. Don't worry, we we won't be doing anything. Like that. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, boys. You can do whatever. You want. <laughs> so so you, you got this massive opportunity to support Tom, and I was at the Auto Ritz gig. 
because uh, I, I, I did a, a 360 video with Tom, but I just got there after you guys had been on, unfortunately. So I, I just missed your set just just by like that. But I can remember, <laughs> I, I can remember having a fag outside and and, and seeing seeing you like outside just having a smoke and that. <laughs> and I just thought I, I, it, it, it was just another time I thought I've got to have a chat with these. I like I, I like the um, I, I just I just liked how you uh, I, I liked how you dressed. There's like a it's, it's a bit eclectic, but it's it's kind of like uh it it were it, it it's it's unique um definitely like definitely big, like big big shirts and stuff and uh trousers and it had not explained yeah. it very well how, how do you pick like your image and that kind of stuff stuff I love about to yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I let these people be. Yeah. Go, Joe, we dress Joe. It's like okay. it's like I'm wearing this today and everyone's like, No, you're not, you're wearing this, 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 and this. <laughs> But um, to be fair, before tour, we yeah. were like super casual. So it was always like jeans and a t-shirt. But yeah. so Tom, me and tour, man, like like you said, the yeah. Ritz, Shepherd's Bush, yeah. Academy, O2 Academy in Edinburgh, like some of the most iconic venues in the UK. And it felt wrong. And look, whatever you believe in, you should go for, right? So if yeah. you wear jeans and stuff, like my favourite band at the minute are Wonderhorse. Yeah. And he just wears baggy t-shirts, baggy jeans, yeah. trainers, does not care, absolutely shuts his gigs down. So for me... Image is image, right? But it felt like it felt right, right? Tom Meehan is the the king of wearing fancy jackets and, you know, eclectic clothes. And I think especially the way the music's going at the minute, we're bringing in more synths and we're getting a bit more experimental. Why not push it with the push it with the outfits? And it's nowadays, unfortunately, it's just as much what you look like than what it is what you sound like. Like you have to be able to catch people nine times out of ten nowadays, you actually have to catch people's eyes before you catch their ears. So we were like, let's go for it. And I think after the first day, we like you just feel free in those clothes, man. And yeah. you, you want to kind of you want to you want to be someone on stage that people look at and think, wow, I really like that top, or I really like this. You know, they can relate to you in not just the music way. So, and then we're never going back. We're never, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to get to your next Manchester one anyway. I presume there'll be one later this year. There's got to be, aren't there? There absolutely will. We'll, yeah, um, we'll get you on the guest list. Yeah, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll get you there. On, we'll get on. I'll come down and see you. Uh, so yeah. So the, what kind of advice did you get from? Uh, Tom Egan's band and everything because there's a lot of them in that band I noticed when I was watching him play there's, there's, a, there's a lot of them and they're, and they're all amazing musicians and to have his history with Kasabian and you know just just you know having all that you know having the holy grail of having a a, a career in the music industry has he given you any advice to move on with that? You know what I've always said like being a front man yeah. Like, I don't play I don't play guitar or anything on stage being like a front man of a band I literally felt like I was on an apprenticeship for a month like I'd yeah. watch his set every night through like backstage or whatever sometimes from the yeah. from the crowd yeah. I'd watch him and I'd just learn from him and don't get me wrong he's he and his team were amazing oh, and yeah. you know they, they really believe in what we're doing and they you know they've said that we think you're gonna you're gonna do do really good things with like your mannerisms and yeah. stuff because it's not yeah. just about how you play on stage right it's yeah. about how you're approachable and stuff and we we tried to keep the best relationship with them and they were all absolutely amazing but although he said so many nice things he didn't have to say anything I could just watch him every night and yeah. by the end of tour I was a different person yeah. on stage. Like I've become a completely different person on stage. Um, he doesn't mess about, does he? He's, he's proper jumping about and nearly falling hey. over, nearly falling, just like risking it and he's an jumping on speakers. Yeah, and stuff. he's yeah. like full of full of like just <laughs> energy, yeah. mate. He's he's unbelievable. He's one of the best. He's the best frontman I've ever witnessed oh, yeah. first first hand. Yeah. You know, like you think of like great frontmans, you think of like Freddie Mercury's and stuff, and 
when you think of like modern day, the last 20 years, you obviously got like your Liam Gallagher. I think Tom Meehan's right up there because yeah. Sabian were absolutely one. And mm. he's just incredible. And you know what? He didn't need to be as nice as he was and his team didn't need to be as nice yeah. as they were. We, we were just a support act and we've heard nightmare stories of support act. They were the most like, just like the most welcoming yeah. people all the way from, yeah. from Tom all the way to, to the light guy, to the, to the guy that yeah. does the, to the guy that, brings in the delay with yeah. the play on yeah, the sound yeah. like all of their they're meticulously like yeah. they're a, they're a unit but at the same time they've always got time to say hello to you yeah. always comment on something you're wearing or what an experience man i'll oh, always be grateful just and he's just the most down-to-earth guy right he's done everything yeah. headline glastonbury headline reading leads you know all of this george holland has played it how many times and he was just so down to earth and he just liked to talk to you about the chippy that was down the road and things yeah. like that yeah. it's, Still baffles me. All of it still baffles me. <laughs> so what's coming up next for you, lads, then? What can you say or can't you say? You got this, 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 There's a single, yeah. a single about this time, isn't there? So, so we don't know exactly what date this podcast is going out. We know there's a single coming out. So so there might be a single. I don't know how to... How do you, how do you, how do you speak as if you're, like, going out in the future? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, so I think, I mean, like we said earlier, I don't know when it is. It's about, it's about early July. Time, early July. But, yeah, so yeah. It could you could have heard it already, or yeah. you might not yeah. have heard it. If but, it's uh, if it's out, you'll, there'll be a link in the description. If it's coming yeah, out, there'll be, a, there'll be a pre-save uh, link in this description. So there you go. Well, yeah. Link, yeah. I'll buy it. <laughs> and there'll be links everywhere, yeah, for yeah. sure. But, yeah, yeah. Right, so it's, it's called Polaroid, and it's a yeah. song. It's a song that we've had written for quite a while, though. But it was just yeah. it was one of those songs that was just sitting there, and it was kind of like we were kind of struggling to write it, but. Yeah. We actually got towards it and started writing it and started putting bits together. I went in the studio and it completely changed it. It shaped it in like just such a different and atmospheric but massive way. And I think it's the best song. It's, it's one of the, yeah, it's yeah. 100%, 100% at least one of the best songs that we've got coming out so far. But yeah. it's, a, it's a bit amped for me. And I think probably being on tour with Tom gave us a little bit of inspiration to yeah. write something that people can like yeah. jump to um so yeah it's it's called polaroid and it, hopefully it's either out now or it isn't but yeah links will be in the description yeah definitely Please get it downloaded well we're, the we're, last thing we're, that we had went to number one on itunes so hopefully yeah, we, we can we can match that with this one well we'll be sharing an rgm we'll look out for the new tour dates coming out have a great festival uh season boys and thank you yeah thank you i'm just really enjoying the journey of a band and i can't wait to put a pint in front of you in real life um <laughs> Absolutely. In the future and we'll get and we'll crack on lads nice one yeah, thanks, Matt and Joe. Great enjoyed speaking to you. Quite enjoyed it. And, ladies and gentlemen, the Mercians are playing RGM Live in Sheffield on Friday the 21st of July at our Tromline's Fringe stage as well. So, nice one. In the description of the podcast, you will find all the links to the lads' gigs and band and music information. And if you want to join them on the Kickstarter, it's all in there too. That's my little interview on Radio Alter this week, which was nice. About stuff, like lips loose. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube. Give us a subscribe on there. We're, we've had quite a lot of subscribers recently, which is nice. Something's happening. Keep it coming. Enjoy the week ahead, boys and girls. Do enjoy the week ahead. Um, enjoy your music get out to gigs support bands buy a t-shirt from them they'll appreciate more than they'll ever you know you'll never know and we will see you again next week ladies and gentlemen for another edition of this RGM podcast with me Carl Maloney that bloke from RGM 
Uh, pop on to rgm.press this week and all for all the latest news and information on what's going on at Grassroots Music in the industry. And I'll see you soon. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show, and thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.